0: This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the podcast, this is the show where I chat with different musicians each week all about music. And this week, I'm chatting with Angus and Jordan from Teenage Dads who recently put out a single called Thanks for the Honey Honey, which sounds like this... They've also got a bunch of other songs out, a few singles over the last year or so, and an album and a couple of EPs you can check out. But let's jump into the chat with Angus and Jordan from Teenage Dads. So we have Angus and Jordan from Teenage Dads on with us. How are we doing? Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good, good. good. Thank you. Thanks for for doing the the pod today. That's Um, okay.
1: Thanks for having us on.
0: No problem. Yeah, I guess we should start by talking about the uh, the new single. Thanks for the honey, honey. Yes, very nice work. Enjoyed listening to that. Um, Thanks, I man. guess along with all the all the other music, I've enjoyed listening listening to. But yeah, how ha- how ha- how's that um how's that been going so far?
1: It's it's performed really well off the cusp. Anyway, I know we got added to a few of the s- Spotify curated playlists and. We, like, we, we've been playing this song for just over a year. I mean, yeah. obviously before the the lockdown was put in place. So there was a lot of people that were really, well, not a lot, but it's the first time we've ever had people really eager about this song without even having heard it. And they've gone, yeah, I can't, you know, right. you guys were, it sounded really cool. Can't wait to hear it. So uh, yeah, nice. No, it was uh, a lot of fun getting it all ready and putting it out for everyone. And yeah, I mean, There are some people that seem to like it, which is cool. That's that's always what you want, eh? Yeah.
2: It was. It was like a really weird, like different build-up because normally, like yeah, people normally haven't had that much of a of a tester on Mm. a song. So for everyone to like it, like a lot of people had been messaging us after live shows asking when we would be releasing it, and that, and it was kind of a nervous. To actually release it and hoping that people actually did like it, I don't know, because you you kind of came in and you're like, yeah, like all these people have messages us about it, like hopefully, like you think that a lot of people would, but mm-hmm. it's just a matter of if they do, and hopefully they do. I think they, I think some people have gone around it. it. Should be epic.
0: Yeah, nice. Yeah, I've I've definitely been enjoying it. Um, I think the kind of last year of releases for you has kind of been my favorite since the last EP, Red. Yeah right. Um, yeah, I think there's been not 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 that I didn't like the stuff before that, but um
1: no no yeah but yeah no, I guess
0: no. I guess that's what you want always to be improving. So um, of
1: course yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, think,
0: I think that's what's happening. <laughs> Thanks Jesse. As far, as far as my as far as my
1: little opinion goes,
0: but yeah I I also read that the this single was self produced and self recorded.
1: Oh yeah they all. They all have been thus far the only did a song last year called uh Vile Crocodiles, it's like the only one that had we'd sent it off to someone else to master it mm-hmm. and didn't really like how it ended up sounding. So we thought, all right, well, it's probably cheaper and if we can just do it ourselves, we might as well. So yeah, I, I've got like a setup set up downstairs in my uh, my parents' house and um, we record all of our music there. Yeah, like, <laughs> I think they're getting a bit sick of it. They're keen for me to move out. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's that's where all the magic happens, downstairs in the shed.
0: Yeah, right on. And is there is there different members in the band that have different strengths in the kind of recording process?
1: I'd say different strengths for, for different stuff. Recording's kind of my thing. That's what <laughs> I get all done, and I also all of our artworks for single releases and albums or other things and angus and Connor have been really getting into songwriting over this this lockdown period too and then Finn, vin and angus also um play a big part in working on our music videos and stuff and vin also takes on like the managerial role of the band so we are very unorganized young fellas Need a bit of a helping hand sometimes. That's what being a musician's all about. Yeah,
2: in recording, yeah, Jordan normally sorts a lot of it. It's kind of a case of like a lot of the time you just I mean, you just bank that Jordan will know. So you kind of just you kind of just play and try and make sure you're in time. So, it's, yeah, it's a pretty pretty straightforward process considering Jordan knows it all. But, so, that's, yeah, that's pretty good.
0: Would you guys ever, I know you said you did get some help with Vile Crocodile. Yes. Do you ever consider, I guess, kind of outsourcing anything more again or you just want to stick with what's working for now?
1: Yeah, I think um, we've been talking about it a lot lately and we're kind of hoping that, you know, once we have a bit more money banked up, we can actually afford to do it. Yeah, we'd really like to kind of up the ante on the next few releases uh, to get it sounded nice and crisp. And well, yeah, it's always cool to have like a new perspective from mm-hmm. someone else to, to put in on a record. So, you yeah, know, I think that's what we want to do for what's coming up. Yeah, nice.
0: Keen keen to hear that, what, whatever you got coming up. But this has to come up every every episode. I, I hope to have an episode where it doesn't come up. But mm-hmm. with, with COVID and everything... Being a kind of live band, I've read that you, um, quite a good live band, haven't had the opportunity to see you myself. But how has that Mm. kind of affected what the band's doing? Uh, Have you been able to work on songwriting a lot more? And, yeah, have you been spending your time?
1: Over lockdown, we all bought, well, not we, Connor and Angus bought themselves a couple of uh, audio interfaces and some mics and set themselves up to do some uh, recording for new tracks because the idea for us was to try and have as much stuff written so that when we are out of this lockdown, which it's really close, like mm-hmm. so hyped, could be on yeah. Sunday when we're allowed to hang out with each other and jam. We'll do that. But that being said, like it's really interesting. On uh, we we did a, a like a live stream event with uh, the Frankston Arts Centre, local arts theatre for us <laughs> on Thursday. It's like a live stream gig. And we wanted to try and spice up the, the set a little bit uh, with some medley transitions in between each of the songs, but we obviously hadn't rehearsed together. So I, I'd it was just an interesting process. I'd recorded these transitions at home and said, this is what I reckon we should do for these bits. And then everyone practiced at home. So then it was like three weeks preparation, but obviously not together. But then mm-hmm. as soon as we got together on Thursday, we just, ran through them all a couple of times and, and yeah, put it in the, the show, which I think like it sounded all right. I thought it was yeah. pretty cool. It's just weird like not being able to do it together leading up to it.
0: Yeah. Is it also weird being a live stream thing and there's obviously no audience apart from like maybe the people uh, filming it um, and other bands and just the production crew? Mm. Um, is it weird to just play to no one?
1: Yeah, well we tried, we took one of those pictures that the bands take you know, they did it like a before and after picture at mm-hmm. a gig, so the before is like, you know, they, they're, they're doing their sound check and there's no one there and then the after is where there's you no know, 100,000 people in the background, so we yeah. just took two pictures with no one in the
2: background
1: <laughs> <laughs> The before was yeah. busier Yeah, the before was busier I think
2: <laughs> Yeah No, nah, with um, it's it hasn't been that weird because we we spent quite a while at the start playing to no one. Right. So like like yeah, we had a fair few gigs at, at the start where we had like we didn't really play to anyone. So you kind of you kind of just I don't know, you kind of just get used to having that. But then like like I don't know, it's weird. You finish you finish off um like that era, I guess, and you like you start actually having people coming to shows and then, I don't know, it's just, you just kind of remember what it's like and you don't really bother about it. But mm. yeah, no, but it's just cool having a gig again. So that was the main point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hopefully get a lot more people coming in the future. I think like here in, I'm in Sydney and there's been a, a fair few gigs that I've been able to go to recently and you just mm. kind of have to sit down and. Which is a bit strange. Sometimes. Yeah, see,
1: we've got a few mates in, um, in bands in Sydney. I've been yeah. looking at the, you know, when, when bands repost the, uh, the Instagram stories from the night.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, look at how cool the show was. Like, Stop flexing on me, man! I want to be doing these <laughs> sit-down gigs too. Yeah, but uh, it does. It looks weird, but yeah, man. I'd take anything to be doing it again. So yeah, yes,
0: definitely better than no gig. Yeah, 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 for sure. While we're on live music, um, you've done quite a few, quite a few support slots for some decent bands. Um, I've got, have I got psychedelic porn crumpets, Ruby Fields, uh, Northeast Putty House, and Lime Cordial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. H- how is playing shows with bands like that, um, especially the the bigger ones, has that been compared to your? your solo, or not solo shows, but um, your own headline shows?
1: Uh, well, I know, especially with um, with uh, Lime last year, but all the others too, like is a uh, really good experience for us to see what it was like playing in front of a big crowd of people. Because mm-hmm. it kind of put into this perspective of us of what we needed to be doing for our shows to get people excited, even if it was only For one of our shows, even if it's you know five or six people, just kind of make sure we're 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 doing a lot to make it a lot of fun and whatever. Yeah, like yeah, just like a lot of preparation for it anyway. And it's it's been yeah, it's it's really great experience and a lot of fun too. Everyone's been pretty lovely to us so far on those big shows. I don't know if you want to say anything, Angus.
2: Yeah, it's just it's been pretty. Chill with a lot of them because there's a lot of stress involved having it as your own show. Yeah, and it just it just feels like a party host, and like you want everyone to have fun, and you're just stressing out that everyone's having fun. Yeah, yeah. When you're on a support tour, it's more of a it's more of a you're a guest and you just come enjoy yourself and hope that you yeah <laughs> that people like you. <laughs> so yeah, no lime lime was awesome. Porn crumpets, was a crux Yeah, no, porn crumpets is awesome. They're all they're all really good. Um, Ruby Fields was a we, we played it a Ruby. A little yeah, little Ruby's
1: is like a bit of manipulated because it wasn't technically a support, but we've just put it on there anyway. It's been, <laughs> yeah, wow, it's really sick. we were just she playing the, it. Yeah, it was a battle of the bands, and she just played after everyone else had finished playing. Right, but we were we it's... were directly before it, so we, we we tell everyone that yeah, it was like an opening. <laughs> I
0: mean,
1: <that's> <laughs> yeah yeah, um, but
2: pretty, She came down She came down to like our local area And I remember it was just like It was just I don't know, it was kind of interesting to see if she Was like, oh this is really nice It was like, just hated it So I want to know what she thought of Mornington
1: And I remember the, uh, Yeah, North Party House Because they were like the first big band that we ever Opened for And um, bloody, uh, yeah, Angus sent him an email didn't even tell any of us. Yeah, I just emailed him, and you know, I see that we were by and We, I remember we we're all pretty <laughs> pissed off. We, got, we should have told him to, to us about it, and could have written up an email. And then he um, responded in two hours and said, "Yeah, sure, come over." Was it in? Was in, wow. um, was in, in Geelong? Hangers? Yeah, sure it yeah. was. Yeah, was that it was our woolshed? Bit of hike from our our place, but yeah, no, that was a, that was a fun one too.
0: The city of trains.
1: Yeah, the city of trains. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen them live like once I think, and mm. yeah, it was quite a quite a good vibe.
1: Yeah, and I think really nice guys. Yeah, who mm. hung out with them for a little bit. Yeah, um, nice. before the gig and whatever. And yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, everyone we've come across has been pretty lovely. It's it's more like the the local you know dad rock musicians that have turned out to be egomaniacs <laughs> and hard yeah. to be around.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember Malcolm, Malcolm, the drummer of Northeast Party House. Vinny and I were in the city. We just got, so Mad Max does these, well, Mad Max, I don't know if you, is that in Sydney? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Max. yeah, Yeah. They do a one kilo burrito every year. And if you complete it, you win a wrestling mask. And Vinny and I completed it one year. And just as we were leaving, we saw the Malcolm, the drummer of Northeast Party House walking past. And we like, we're like, oh, let's say hello. We like ran out of this Mexican place. And we're like, Malcolm, and like he turned around, and there's there's these two big like burly dudes standing there with wrestling masks staring at him, and he seemed like <laughs> super freaked out, and was like kind of backing away. <laughs> <You're> like, oh, <laughs> so that awesome.
0: Did did he eventually remember you?
2: Yeah, we took we took yeah. we took the masks off. Yeah, but it was just like, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if you ran. So I thought <laughs> it wasn't too intimidating for him.
0: Yeah. He's um, hopefully he's recovered.
2: Yeah, I'll have to check with him.
0: Hope you're enjoying the chat so far. Just breaking it up as always to let you know if you wanted to check out teenage dad's music, you can find it wherever you buy a stream music. So check it all out, uh, including their new single "Thanks for the Honey, Honey." And you should also follow them on their socials keep up to date with what they're doing I've left all the links in the description of the episode along with the links for the socials for life on music as well if you wanted to check that out and if you are enjoying the podcast you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released but let's jump back into the chat with Angus and Jordan I just wanted to to learn a little bit about your background and how you guys formed. I think that I read you you guys formed in high school, is that right? We did. Yes. Been the same lineup since the since the start?
1: Well yes and no. So like the initial lineup was was the four of us. And yeah, we got together at school playing just upstairs in our music room. I know that the, the strings coordinator at our high school hated us. Really didn't want us to be up there kept doing it anyway um
2: yeah. squidward
1: yeah squidward yeah oh no sorry yeah he was too yeah <laughs> not strings yeah it was uh the, the horn yeah. section clarinets and all that then um yeah we well i got in contact with a, a friend of mine from primary school because he'd been asking about he, he was looking for a bass player i almost said to to take angus i was like yeah angus I'd love to play bass it'd be really cool but then I, I said to him, oh, you should just come, uh, come have a jam with us. And ask yeah, our friend Reece. So Yeah, we, we played together for about, yeah, I think it was just under a year together yeah. before Reese decided he wanted to do other things. And that's cool. Like, we're still really good mates with Reese mm-hmm. And yeah, since then, it's just been the four of us from, yep. from high school.
0: Yeah, nice. It's good to, to be able to keep that relationship going and hopefully no, no big feuds in the band so far.
1: Well, it's good because we were already, I, I know Connor and Vince were, um, they've been best mates since Year 7 mm-hmm. and Angus and I Were friends throughout high school as well so We'd already had good Friendships with each other anyway so Like I I think we respect the Well we re- have respected boundaries so there Have been no feuds <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so far and I hope not <laughs> Yeah yeah
2: My zoom just cut out real hard Were you talking about that I hate Vinny, George? Ah uh, yes <laughs> But yeah, no, no so kind of
0: That's fine. <laughs> so kind of being a high school band, was was it for you guys kind of a serious band from the start or was it just a bit of fun from the
1: start? Shit no. <laughs> we um first song we played together was the the theme from Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get a Well, it's a it's a song that has really good parts on on all of the instruments. We've got to be really good for us but no yeah man I um, I think when we started it anyway it wasn't yeah we're gonna be this big band mm-hmm. we're gonna be the this cool band you know we, we were just having a lot of fun in high school and <clears throat> kind of don't really count that that first year mm-hmm. cause we didn't actually play a gig outside of our high school oh we did one in this pub for it was a three hour pub gig <laughs> for 100 bucks oh. And a, a cold pub meal. So, uh, yeah, like learn a lot from that one. But I think yeah, it's probably yeah, 2017, 2018 was when we kind of started seeing that people were liking our music and we thought, yeah, we, we should write our own songs and release it and maybe get a bit of money out of it too. And, yeah, that, that's that's kind of where it's grown since then. Yeah,
0: cool. And how far along being a band did you start songwriting?
1: I think we started playing. Yeah, like it was the so the first gig we were that we finished um, high school. Um, Oh, actually no, no, because we had we had a song in year twelve. We we did that music video Angus with um, my girlfriend at the time. She's doing a media project. Mm -hmm. She was just looking for an idea, and I said we should just do a music video because we we had wanted to do one for this um, demo we were recording at school, and then. It was, it was called Wait. It was on the Potpourri Lake album. Mm-hmm. But it came, yeah, it came out like two, two three years early, earlier than the, the actual album. Right.
2: It was released it like three out. times.
1: Yeah, it was released three <laughs> times. Yeah, it was like many versions. We just kept going back and re-recording it nice. and redoing it. So
0: Yeah, that was probably the first one. And has has the songwriting approach changed over the time? Definitely.
1: I think, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because I, uh, I I take up the bulk of the, the songwriting duties. I don't know, yeah, like I know when I started and I didn't have my set up downstairs, it's kind of more traditional songwriting where you were, as you were writing, you kind of had to remember what you were doing mm-hmm. and then track it. But now, now at the moment anyway, and I'm sure Angus and Connor would say the same, I will have a, a session open in Ableton, I could just be looping something for five, six hours at a time and just working on something to see if I can get a cool melody or a fun chord progression or a cool drum beat or whatever. And then that could go on until about four in the morning and then send it off to the guys. And then at 8.30, they'll send me a message and go, yeah, cool, that wasn't very good. So uh, <laughs> we'll try again later. And uh, sometimes when that happens, like, oh, God. <laughs> A bit discouraging, but, you know, keep at it anyways. No need to be upset about it.
0: Do you find that, I don't know, you might send one that, that you think this one's the shit and then it's that, that everyone's like, nah, or maybe you'll think this one's all right and then they love. Does that it, kind of thing ever happen?
1: Yeah, there was, well, yeah, when I sent Pocket Money, which is one of the songs we put out last year mm-hmm. for the first time, I remember Angus and Vin weren't fully hooked on it. Like, I, I, the cast. Yeah. Angus came around to it sooner than Vin did. But, yeah, that was, that was one, it's when we were on tour with Lime, the first time we'd ever had this really big uh, crowd interaction moment. Mm-hmm. And we didn't know it would happen. Um, I didn't, I certainly didn't write the song to have that incorporated. But as there's a countdown in the, the middle section of the song, and, you know, I said, eight. Hey, and then I said yes. First said eight, and no one really knew what was going on. And then when I said seven, like more people were building in and, and joining in under saying numbers because it's it's very simple counting backwards from eight.
2: <laughs> and um, most people can
1: do it. Yeah, most people can, and uh, they were really getting around it. Um, and since then, yeah, trying to yeah try and do a lot of stuff. It that, that sounds cool, but also um, stuff that we we think. You know, if we were playing this in front of you know, a big crowd, could they get involved with this in some way to try and make it a bit more exciting for them too? It's not all about us. It's not all about us we're giving back.
0: <laughs> doing,
1: doing it off the fans.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do, do you ever play any of the songs different live than you would in the recording just for yeah. the atmosphere?
2: Pocket money. Pocket money. It's normally like, it's normally like the speed that we play things at, mm-hmm. and then we, I know we added, we, we plays, we've thrown a couple of different songs into one of our others called Devil's Jam,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like we've tried Timmy Trumpet Freaks, right? In there we've had <laughs> um, Into Sandman by Metallica nice. in there.
1: And uh um, um, oh, there's a point, because yeah, we all do a couple of solos will I w I'll I'll run through the um it's all in the same key. I'll run through the uh, the Wii, the, theme, the Wii well. theme song. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Me Maker theme. And uh Rugrats as well. Chuck oh, that nice. in there. It's this little little riff. Um, yeah, like it's always I think um especially now with the way that um live music's attended and um how um streaming is accessed by general audiences, it's really important to try and shake things up a little bit when it's yeah, live. Yeah. Like, it's cool when it's exactly the same and it sounds exactly like a studio recording. Um, I But I think, you know, people to get their money's worth. It's cool when they can turn around and say, yeah, I love it. They, they tried something different. Yeah, definitely. Went for this angle.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree with that. Is there anything you guys kind of have coming up, um, any kind of releases you've been working on or songs you've been working on that you're hoping to release soon?
1: Yeah, we've got heaps banked up. It's just, you know, we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for the um, lockdown in uh, Metro Melbourne to to cease. Yeah, like November 8 is when we've been given the all clear to hang out properly. I mean, we have have anyway because we've been allowed to, Hang out in public, um, like at a park or something. It's very bizarre the way it works. You can hang out with ten people outdoors, but no more than two in uh, inside. Yeah. But yeah, I think well, hopefully the visitor numbers go up because we're just going to jump in and record new stuff straight away. To really eager to get new music out as soon as we can.
0: And will that a lot of that stuff be songs that you haven't been able to maybe live test yet?
1: Yeah, that too. yeah. And I know um, we've also got Vin, Vin just finished the, the export on our uh, we're doing a music video for mm-hmm. "Thank you for the Honey Honey," which really excited about. a bit of uh, fan involvement. We had we, we put the lyrics on our socials and then told people to send us uh, drawings of them uh, of the lyrics written out. Nice. So they'll, they'll be able to watch the video and see their, their artworks in our, in our vid, which I, I think will be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess it's always a good thing to try and get the fans involved.
1: Yeah, well I mean, yeah, it's been just as boring for them as punters yeah. being at home and you know, trying to make it a bit more fun for everyone else too.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think we might we might wrap it up there. Th- thanks yeah. thanks Heats for coming on today, guys.
1: No, no worries, Jesse. Thank you,
0: thank you know for this. having us. No problem. for listening and thank you to angus and jordan for chatting with me don't forget to check out teenage dad's new single thanks for the honey honey wherever you buy or stream music and follow them on their socials and follow life on music on our socials and if you are enjoying the podcast you can subscribe or follow wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released but that's all for this week until next week goodbye Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music.